Welcome back to the Dynasty Time podcast. This right here is the Week Eight recap episode. Scott here, along with what Dan, is up? as usual. Feeling great after Week Eight. I mean, not so much. Uh, we do not have a special guest this week for the first time in a while. That's okay. That's that's kind of on me. Uh, I never reached out to anyone. I mean, you were too busy enjoying <laughs> White Plains, New York, right? That's where you were. Yes, I was in White Plains. Well, actually, I was. T- I flew into White Plains and stayed in Stamford, Connecticut. Beautiful, wow. Connecticut. Sounds fancy. Um, yeah, really fancy. The White Plains Airport, four gates total. Pretty sweet. Wow, <laughs> total. There's like a little convenience store. And that's about it. Wow. It's How legit. much was your flight? A yeah. thousand bucks. No, it was the same as going to like LaGuardia and it was like down the wow. street. Beautiful flying experience. Loved it. Nice. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, we uh, figured we'd do a short episode this week. We still have three owners to get to, uh, but we still have a few weeks left in the season. So we'll get them on the pod eventually. Uh, but last week was the trade deadline. The 2019 deadline was eh, so-so, as expected. What did you think of yeah, the deadline, Yeah, pretty Dan? weak this year. I think we knew it was kind of going to happen with the reset happening next year. But still got a few few deals in there that actually might improve all six teams that were involved. I think we'll have to see how that goes. We'll have to check here how, how everybody performed this week. I know in my trade, I didn't play the guy that I acquired, and he had his best game of the season. But that's okay. I still had a good week. <laughs> But I think I think your trade was the big headline. Yep. So I think we should start there, that's for sure. All right, sure. Let's start with the most players. Uh I haven't looked back. This might be the most players traded in one trade in quite a long time. So Jutane Clan got Austin Eckler, Mikole Hartman, and Trey Burton. I got Tyler Boyd, Kenyon Drake, and the Vikings defense. Uh he promptly Dropped Mikal Hartman like I was going to, and he had a pretty good game. So fuck Mikal Hartman. That's what I have to say. That sounds about right. Uh, but yeah, plan here: get rid of Eckler when he was high. Hope Kenyon Drake got traded. That happened, and then I picked up a defense along the way. So I was pretty happy with this. I think I think it worked out pretty nice so far for you. That Vikings defense is is solid. A few tough games coming up, but a few cakewalk games along the way as well. So I think you're going to be happy with that because I think you were, you were streaming pretty shitty defenses there for a while, which, which we know (laughs) how important defenses can be. So I think that's probably the best player you got in the trade as far as consistency week to week. I mean, the kicker now is with Kenyon Drake probably starting this week that could end up being huge for you. But I think that Vikings D is probably going to be your starter pretty much every week going forward. I mean, I'm a streaming defense kind of guy forever. Uh, but I was throwing up like the Bengals and the Dolphins defense who were getting me four or five points. So <laughs> this seems like Absolutely. a pretty big upgrade. Um, but yeah, it was fun to actually trade that many people. That was interesting. I was surprised we were able to do it. Uh, the other trades were one for one. Let's go to the Primetime Ultimate Warriors. Primetime picked up Matthew Stafford, who's having a hell of a year, uh, and gave up Curtis Samuel, 
who is nobody. I think Rossman here just wanted to get rid of Stafford for something. I so, couldn't believe Curtis Samuel got traded. Like I, I can't believe he's a player that actually was. Oh, I thought you were going to say like Curtis Samuel's so good. No, like I can't traded. even believe he was on somebody's roster. Like I had to look up what team he was on. Yeah, I'm, honestly, <laughs> I have him in, in another league. That's the only reason yeah, I, I know mean, who he is. But hey, I, I think anytime you can pick up a above average quarterback is is positive. I didn't really look to see. I assume primetime had to start him right away this week, right? He had, oh yeah, he had 27 points. There you go. Yeah. He also picked up Winston, so now he's three quarterbacks. That'll be fun to make decisions every week. Um, Always. (laughs) Always. Uh, Curtis Samuel started as well, so both guys started. Um, Some controversy controversy on that trade, but uh, we worked it out. And then C-City Boston got Gerald Everett from you uh, for – I can't believe you traded for David Montgomery. You know, well, I had I had there? about three or four other conversations going, and then someone had to pull off a blockbuster deal. And, you know, <laughs> you and Elster were, were a couple – both two guys I was talking to for about a week, it seemed, along with a couple others. And I just needed to get a running back. Any sort of running back would do. I felt like the rookie Montgomery could only get better as the season went on. And I was right. He had 135 yards and a touchdown, I think, and on my bench, which fortunately I didn't need. But I'm happy with the trade. Gerald Everett, I think, had like three and a half points or something like that. So I didn't exactly miss him. Plus, I have a tight end who's already had his bye week. So figured it super low risk trade for me. Just hoping to catch a little upside here when I try to win the consolation bracket. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, yeah, we were talking and I felt bad. I was like, you know, I'm going to go a different way. Thank you for that. I appreciate you going a different way but... because Austin Eckler, I believe, <laughs> sucked this week. Uh, he had late a touchdown. late touchdown. Okay. That, I he think had that's about points. all he did. So I would have been yeah. livid because I offered – I think you would have – actually gotten a better deal. Oh, I'm sorry, not a better deal than you got, but I think it was I offered you, you would have won the trade for you versus me, I think. But I Technically, was, yeah. But I this was, week at yeah, least. And I, I, so I'm happy you did that and I'm happy I got a running back that at least for one week on my bench was, was positive. So I'll, at least I'll feel really good about starting him this week. Yes. When go. I have... When exactly, puts up two but points. this week for me, I have my entire bench is on buy. I actually had to drop somebody mm-hmm. in order to pick up somebody to start to fill nine guys in my starting lineup for this week. So I know <laughs> we kind of all go through that, but perfect storm of literally five, all five bench guys are on buy this week for me. So, which way would you rather do it? Would you rather have buys spread out, or would you rather have the week where you're just? I mean. Fucked? I'm never sure I which think, way's better. I think spread out because you can at least try to catch a waiver wire win that week. But then again, if if you truly line it up where you have your four or five best players on by in the same week, then maybe. But it also doesn't feel great when you're sitting here, you know, whatever my record is, three and five. I pretty much have to win, win out or maybe lose one more to get in. So in this instance, 
it it sucks. So you know, it is what it is, though. It's work. Yeah. It'll, it'll work. I mean, it, it it it's my my lineup that I'm putting out there this week isn't actually that bad. So I think I'm projected to score like the second most points. So it's not it's not all that bad. But it's just kind of funny how it worked that way. Well, let's move on from the deadline. Next year should be a lot more exciting as we have everybody ready with their picks to be traded and all that stuff. But if we look back at week eight, it was a fun one for some people. For Badger Pride, not so much. I'll start there. Um, 94 points. I am I'm struggling, man. Uh, Vikings defense did their job. Mason Rudolph did their job. Nobody else really did their job. Green Hell puts up 110 without a player playing. So it's always tough to lose when they're not playing a player. That's an impressive showing by Green Hell. I, I can't. I mean, I can't tell what's more impressive: him doing him putting up 111 without a miss, with missing a player, or you only putting up 94. Uh, to be honest, <laughs> I'm actually surprised you didn't start Christian Kirk. We were kind of talking about him in a deal potentially, and I, I, you, you kind of pulled off of that. I thought you would start Kirk for sure. Uh, it, it wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't quite have won you the week, but it would have gotten you really close. Yeah, it was between him and Corey Davis. You did a great job of trying to sell me Corey Davis by basically telling <laughs> me that he sucks, and we agreed that he has oh, no yeah. one throwing him the ball. So I, I'm surprised you even kept him, <laughs> but. You know, after this week, he's struggling. Um, yeah, so Laverty played Will Fuller, who was hurt. I don't know what else he could have done, though. So it was one of those situations where, yeah, he could have dropped someone. But why to get like two points, right? So I think that might have been a good strategic move to say, hey, maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I yeah, I mean, he, he had he everybody on his bench was questionable or out other than the backup quarterback, which obviously yeah. can't play until next year. Um, but, I mean, you know, he could have at least started, like, O.J. Howard, who was actually going to play. I don't even think Fuller played. But, I mean, and then again, he could have just dropped O.J. Howard because he's terrible, which he ended up dropping O.J. <laughs> Howard true. this week anyway. Didn't matter. He got the win. He's 6-2 and two in second place. Moving on. There you go. Moving on uh, to the high score of the week yourself. We've talked a little bit about it, but he – Hell of a win over a streaking blue 32. One of the guys we got to get on this podcast. Uh, so blue goes to four and four. You go to three and five. And yeah, this is just an impressive win. Tevin Coleman with like four touchdowns in the first half. Yeah, that, that felt good. I mean, <laughs> Tevin Coleman was my just kind of surprise pick in, in the draft, I think. And he's actually been pretty damn good after he came back from his injury. Drew Brees coming back strong with 29 points, which was exceptional. Just a solid performance all the way down my lineup. Yeah. I, I got some luck finally. I, I, I had Brian up against some tough matchups. And then he also had Latavius Murray on his bench, which which really shocked me. Yeah. Starting Chase Edmonds, who got 2.3 points versus Latavius Murray getting 30. 32 points, which actually he still won the one, which I guess maybe makes him feel a tiny bit better. But uh in general, yeah, in general, I felt really good. I scored 167 points. I better damn well win that game. So I'm going to take yeah. it. To be fair, uh, Edmonds put up 34 points or something the week before. So I don't I don't totally blame him. Although Murray was kind of a hot well, pick this I week. Mean, to... Yeah, and I think the difference there is 
the Saints hosting the Cardinals, you know, in that building, the Saints defense is phenomenal. They're one of the top fantasy defenses and real defenses this year. So actually when I checked Brian's lineup, I'm pretty sure he had Murray in there Sunday morning. And I was like, oh shit, Murray's going to have a big game against the terrible Arizona defense. I figured the Saints would dominate and Murray would get a ton of carries. And that's exactly what happened. And I, and I, when I checked back, I couldn't believe Brian had swapped him out. So I'm going to keep rubbing that in for a few minutes, and then I'll shift my attention back to Craig, which we'll get to in a minute. But, uh, no, you know. Anyway, it, big week for Brian. I think Brian was second highest score, and he lost. So, Brian, I feel your pain. I was complaining about this earlier to Scott. I am now number one in points against this season and number three in points for, and I'm currently three and five sitting out of the playoffs. By only a game, but I'm still outside looking in right now with a few teams ahead of me that have the tiebreaker. So, you know, it's been one of those years, but 167 points I'm not going to complain about. I'm going to take that momentum into this week and beat one of the top teams in the league. And you got 10 bucks out of it. I got 10 bucks. Give me all that 10. I want all that $10, and I want it now. I want it right now. Uh, someone who's not on the outside looking in is CR Pies, who won his, what, sixth straight game? Nope, seventh straight game. So they are seven and one after taking down primetime. Ho hum victory with 122 points, but got the job done mostly thanks to Cooper Cup with 31 points. That dude is ridiculous. Yeah, he's having a year. Who would have known Cooper Cup a few years ago, even when he burst on the scene, or a couple years ago, he burst on the scene, gets injured, and then he comes back and he's still phenomenal? Yeah, just not, not bad. That team's MVP, that's for sure. Niners defense, who would have known? You know, they, they've been dominant this year. But most importantly, Ezekiel Elliott puts up a big, fat goose egg this week. I don't know, Craig. Big, <laughs> fat goose egg out of Elliott there. Zero points. That's impressive. Unbelievable. Good coaching, but, though, to bench him. But, no, in, in all seriousness, <laughs> Craig's team is fucking phenomenal. I yes. can't believe how good his team is when he has Elliott and Ingram on bye. And he... Still, Still puts wins. up 123 and wins. That's really, really scary. And, and he's got and A.J. Green just sitting there. A.J. Green could Thank come you. back. Who knows? You know, uh, chances are now they might actually just shut him down. They didn't trade him, so they might just shut him down the rest of the season. That'd be fine with the me. Bengals are old for the century. So Tyler Boyd. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Your Tyler Boyd trade. But, uh, no, with Elliott Ingram on the bench, who've been both, you know, top seven running backs this year. I think somewhere around there. Uh, just another crazy win. Godwin actually didn't even have that good a week, but he's been really solid. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup's been amazing, and he just Craig just keeps making solid decisions and putting up solid points across the board. I mean, 123, like we've kind of talked about on this on this pod. You know, maybe 110 is getting into the the good range for a week. Once you get over that 120 mark, you're pretty damn happy with your team. And Craig seems to be doing that very regularly. And he's, he's easily the team to beat going forward here. Not bad at all. Uh, three and five teams now because Birds of Prey took down the Misfits. Both of them still in the playoff hunt. And Squatrito is making a small little run here. Even though this is a one, this is his first win in the streak uh but still only a game out takes down the misfits with a solid 130 um yeah deshaun watson came to play mike evans really came to play 
uh, yeah, birds of prey. Yeah, I think this was a team we talked about early on. At least I think I talked about them early on in the season. And I might have overrated them a little bit because I was in love with Watson and Evans. But now if those guys kind of come around and Galladay's really good, Singletary is going to start getting more carries for Buffalo. Phillip Lindsay is is solid if Denver can sort of hang around. Everybody seems to like Denver, even though they're like two and six or whatever the hell they are. But yeah, birds break coming around. Misfits after scoring a billion points last week, I think against me, lays an egg with eighty three point six five. I don't feel bad for him. He's starting Marquez Valdez Scantling, <laughs> which is just not ideal. So, and I think he got a big fat zero out of David Johnson. So rough yeah. week for the misfits there, but you know, it's too bad. It's going to happen. That's too uh, bad. Birds of prey with their first win over the misfits franchise since the 2013 season. Wow. So big monkey off their back there. Yeah. Just real quick, pointing things out here in the standings wise, birds of prey misfits and myself, we're all three and five now on the outside looking in. It's just interesting that over the last this week and last week, all three of us have put up big numbers. Birds this week with 131, I had 167, and Misfits last week had one of the highest point totals ever. I think is that was that was that yeah. last week. So That's three tough. just big, you know, teams that can that can throw up big numbers at a moment's notice. Yeah, just I mean, all the outside looking in. So I think you know, there's there's a lot to be said still in the standings, which. I love, I love that we, you know, we have eight teams that make it. We all can stay engaged all the way in, even if we're, I was just two and five thinking my season was over and just got to get in, just got to get in. Exactly. So anyway, I'm trying to stay positive over here, trying to stay positive over here after my wolves get embarrassed tonight, (laughs) but sorry, that's a different sport. They haven't lost yet. So at least I'm not, at least I'm not mattress Mac. Who's bet like $12 million on the Astros who just, who just gave up two home runs or whatever they just did to cough up the lead. So did they really? Yes. So I I feel bad. I feel bad for the multimillionaire mattress Mac. Who's bet that much money on baseball. He has a problem. He should call that number. That's too bad. Um, Moving on to Sea City Boston, who we had on last week in the Epic Podcast. If you haven't listened to that, uh, five and three now. They come away with the win over a Bobby FC team who is in the arms of a bad losing streak. Two really bad weeks in a row. Yeah, Lamar. I mean, Lamar on bye. That sucks. Lamar is has been really good largely especially early on. I think he's coming back and will be solid. Bobby, another team, three and five with Lamar, who at a moment's notice can absolutely blow up. But Odell Beckham Jr., I think we – you had him, I think, in your top five keepers early on, you know, on our, our preseason pod. He was in my kind of honorable mention. He's got to be one of the most disappointing players in the entire fantasy universe this season, yeah. along with the Cleveland Browns. You know who's team. not disappointing? The New England Patriots defense. Another 25 points. And I have to say, I was watching the beginning of that game, and I I don't even know what to do anymore. Like, they run 60 yards, and he just drops the ball. Or they do a shovel pass that goes right to the lineman. Like, this isn't even fair. It's unbelievable. I mean, I think <laughs> I, heard, I, heard something, I heard something on a podcast this week that 
no one in like ESPN standard leagues, no defense has ever scored 200 fantasy points in a season. And they already have 175. <laughs> now in our league, they have 210 because we all know how I feel about our defenses. So there's, that's 35 more points than they have in ESPN standard leagues or whatever site this, this podcast is referring to. I'm sure one of the big ones, but that's just outrageous. It's, it's like one of the best fantasy performances by any player or being in the history of the of fantasy and of course c city boston has the patriots as their best player of course they do and christian mccaffrey fell to them at number three and outscored outscored uh uh ezekiel elliott by 25.5 points this week (laughs) well still some concerns there by scoring only 104 someone else who's just who just scored and but oh crap you still there yeah you're I can't really hear you though hello hello damn it anybody 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 there? Nope. Nobody's there. Four in a row for Elster. First time in three weeks that he's crossed 100 points, though. So could be a little bit of a fake team right there. We'll see. If you, you know, throw Wentz in that lineup, you got Wentz, Eckler, Ty Johnson as, a, as kind of your third running back, and Aaron Jones. Is, that's a solid squad. And then with... Robert Woods and Adam Thielen healthy along with Travis Kelsey. I mean, that's, that's a really good top six players. So if you can just find that play, if you will, whether it's McCoy or Ty Johnson, or I guess Deshaun Jackson, if he ever comes back, I don't know. That's a really tough team. I think to me, it's all going to be matchup dependent on a lot of those guys. And he's got to pick the quarterback right every week. That's the one challenge about having multiple quarterbacks on your roster. You got to pick the right one every week, which, you know, we'll see. But yeah, so far so good for him. So far so good. Well, that was week eight, uh, week nine coming up, and soon we'll have all the paths to clinch and all that stuff that I pull together, uh, which I find interesting. I don't know if anyone else does, but these standings are close. We have twelve of fourteen it's, it's teams, a very competitively within one everybody's game of the still players. alive technically. You we like know that, that, Dan? I mean, seven and six gets in. There's there's at least one seven and six team like every year in this league. So even the guys sitting at two and six right now still could put together a run and get in somehow. I mean, we've seen CR Pies won seven straight. Jutang Clans won four in a row. Maybe a couple other guys have won two in a row now. So it's still possible to get in there. You just gotta you guys just gotta stay focused. Maybe there's a couple of big waiver wire pickups. Who knows what what's happening with the Steelers' backfield? I was looking at that earlier. You know, someone like that. Maybe Ty Johnson comes through this week for the brilliant Ty pickup. Johnson, he had a crap game last week. Fifty-five dollars. I got on the you this wire. week. Maybe bench Ty Johnson because he's due for a blow-up. <laughs> so just 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 put him on your bench there and set him aside for for later. Perfect. Uh, NWO, the team that is out in the Survivor, so. 
There are, what, six teams left. Get excited. Badgers, Sea City, Warriors, Sierra Pines, the six best Jutang teams, right? Clan, and Green Hell. Battling it out for the Survivor. Uh, so that was that, and I think that's the podcast. Uh, a cup, One note, I guess, is I promise there is a poll coming out in the next couple days. So we will be voting on the live draft for sure. I think we're getting close. I and mean, then, the last three owners we haven't heard from on the I podcast don't know. Should we do yet? the poll for the Superflex? I guess speak Probably. now or forever hold your peace if you want to come on and say yeah. your piece. Otherwise, I think we've heard from most, and we've got a lot of information back and forth in the Slack, so we should be, I think, ready to go for a vote. Yeah, I'll throw together uh, my little stat thing just to put some context there. Uh, but, yeah, we, we'll probably vote on those two things. I think from a rules perspective in the Slack, it would be good to start talking keepers. Sounds good. Because um, that's, I think, the next, the next thing here. Cool. All right. Well, that's the shortest podcast we've done, and I like it. We will be back next week, hopefully with a guest of some sort. And, yeah, good luck to everybody in week nine. Nope. Don't need it. Don't need it.